0: Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today, to have this opportunity to get back into God's Word and study a little bit more and learn a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper and grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So it's really important for us to be in God's Word. We want to encourage you to come and check us out at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. Study God's Word with us on a personal basis and worship God with us and grow spiritually with us. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street right here in Omaha, 3606 North 108th Street. Our Bible classes begin on Sunday morning at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30, and then Sunday evening at 6 o'clock we come back together for another period of worship. On Wednesday evenings, middle of the week, good time to stop and recharge our spiritual batteries, we come together every Wednesday evening at 6.30 for our midweek Bible classes. You're welcome to any and all of our services. We also encourage you to go to our website at churchofchrist.com and encourage everybody you know to do so as well, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. It's free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And when you sign up for our podcasting, you will automatically receive to your smart device, whether that's your smartphone or whatever device you choose, you'll automatically receive our, our radio program five days a week, Search the Scriptures. So many I know Cannot always have the opportunity because of their busy schedules to tune in at the times that our program is broadcast over the air, even though it's broadcast five times a day. But when you sign up for our podcasting, it will be there every day on your smart device and you can listen to it as you have the opportunity. You'll also receive our Sunday morning Bible class, Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and a daily Bible study that we call Today's Bible Class. It's only about 13 minutes long each day, but it's seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. So take advantage of that, churchofchrist.com, and sign up for our podcasting and tell everybody else to do the same. We're going to get back into our study talking about Seven Dangerous Nations now, if you weren't with us the last time, I, I said, what if I asked you to list what you might consider to be dangerous nations in the world right now? Now these might be nations that you could look at and say, yeah, they're dangerous they're they're dangerous to the other nations around them, or maybe even on a global scale. They could be dangerous to other nations in other parts of the world. Well, we might think of in history of of Japan during World War II, Germany during World Wars I and II. We might think of going back into the 1800s of Napoleon and France back at that time. Well, some people might say, you know, back when Great Britain or England was a more imperialistic nation, they were probably considered to be dangerous by a lot of nations around the world. Well, we could go on and on and talk about different nations from that particular perspective, but what if I broadened the question and I said, how about nations in which you might think it is dangerous to live right now? well, you'd probably name some of those same nations to begin with that you said were dangerous to their neighbors, like Russia and China and maybe Iran and Iraq and North Korea and Syria and maybe several others. But now when we broadened that and we said, okay, well, what about nations in which you might think it's dangerous to live? You'd probably name all of those, but then you'd probably add a whole bunch more. You might say, yeah, a whole lot of nations in the Middle East. If I'm a Christian and I want to practice Christianity openly, uh, that might be dangerous for me in those nations. Or in some parts of Africa, or maybe some parts of Mexico and Venezuela. And then some thinkers, they might say, you know, I'd have to name certain big cities within the United States as being dangerous places to live because of the crime and violence that is so rampant in the streets of those cities. And again, I'd have to nod my head in agreement. Yeah, I I I can see that and I agree with you. It can be dangerous to live in those places. Well, but I'm really not talking about geographic nations. I'm 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 using a play on words. And so the first of the seven dangerous nations that I want to bring out in this particular study, we looked at last time, and that's abominations. These would be practices, behaviors, things that a person would be involved in that the scriptures label as abominations before God. When Moses was about to lead the Israelites into the promised land, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 13, he warned the Israelites, you're going to go into this land that God has promised to you through your forefathers, going all the way back to Abraham, and he's going to give you this nation. You're going to have to fight battles, but it's going to give you the victory, victory after victory after victory over the peoples that live there. You either destroy those peoples or you drive them out of that land because those people practice idolatry. That is the worship of idols. They do not follow God, do not have anything to do with them. Don't enter into business deals with them. Don't give them your sons and daughters in marriage or take their sons and daughters in marriage for your children. Don't do any of that, because once you start building relationships with them, they will become a snare to you a thorn in your side and they will start to do, they will start to influence you to turn from god and start worshiping their idols and the practices that go with the worship of idols moses said and he started listing them out are abominations to god well a great many people would listen to that and say, "Ah, well, okay, I can understand that. But, you know, I don't worship idols. I don't know anybody who worships idols. Well, unfortunately, there are a whole lot of Christians, people who call themselves Christians, who bow down to and pray to idols, statues, images in the name of Christianity. They need to go back and read the Old Testament scriptures about how God condemned that. In fact, going back to the very original Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. But let's get beyond that. Solomon wrote in Proverbs chapter 6 and verses 16 through 19, he wrote about practices that we see on a common basis within people's lives, all around us. In fact, some of us may have fallen into some of these traps, you know, sinful traps in our lifetime at one time or another. Solomon lists such things as a proud look. That is haughtiness, arrogance. A proud look. That's the first one in this list of seven things that he says are abominations before God, a lying tongue, feet that are swift to run to evil, sowing discord among brethren. Now, what would that be? Tail-bearing? Gossip? Now, you see, some of these things are things we see all around us all the time, common practices, not attached to the worship of idols. These are just sinful practices that mankind takes part in on a regular and common and continual basis. Abominations, though, before God. So we need to stay away from them. Well, what's the next of the seven dangerous nations that we want to talk about? Contamination. Now, I say contamination, and a lot of people would start wondering uh, and thinking contamination. Are you talking about nuclear fallout? Are you talking about some kind of toxic material and we become contaminated with it? Or maybe you're talking about you know, a virus or, or a bacterial infection. People become contaminated in some way. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about being contaminated by the ways of the world. Contaminated with worldly living. Worldly living. Living by the ways of the world, well, we just talked about some of those God calls abominations specifically. But think about the immorality that we observe all around us. We're bombarded with, we turn on our television and and it just bombards us over and over. It's like hammering us. Well, the devil's very skillful at bringing temptation against us in ways that look funny, humorous, entertaining, and even, in many cases, are portrayed as being righteous and godly. But they're immoral, they're sinful, they're wicked, but we're bombarded with them through television programs, movies, literature, and just common practices that we see among our friends people we work with, neighbors, even some family members, people living together outside of wedlock and even raising children and living living as though it was a righteous lifestyle. It's not. It's called fornication in the Scriptures, and it's condemned over and over and over and over again. John wrote, the Apostle John, in First John chapter 2, beginning with verse 15, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So if you're walking in the ways of the world, the sinful, ungodly, unrighteous ways of worldly living, then you're not walking with God in faithfulness. He goes on and says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, oh, three major avenues through which the devil bombards us with temptation to sin. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So that worldly kind of living is sinful, and it's not of God. In fact, it is contrary to God's will for our lives. And then John goes on in verse 17 and says, And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. If we're walking in the ways of the world, then we're not walking toward heaven. We're walking away from heaven. We're not walking with God. We're walking away from God. We need to stop and think about the reality of lifestyles that we are tempted to be a part of. Now, when we go to Galatians chapter 5, the apostle Paul lays out perhaps his longest list of sinful practices, worldly lifestyles that will keep a person out of heaven. Now, he writes several of these lists, and none of them are (laughs) all-inclusive. He would have had to have written, you know, maybe a book, you know, in in and of itself, if he listed all of the sinful practices that humankind takes part in from time to time. That'll keep a person out of heaven. But he gives us representative lists. In Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse uh, verse. Nineteen, He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. The works of the flesh, worldliness, worldly living, living by the ways of the world. The world as a whole is not walking with God, not living for God. There are more people who are lost spiritually in the world than there are who are saved spiritually. In fact, a huge percentage of people in the world don't even believe in Jesus as the Savior, the Son of God. And Jesus said he's the only way to God. John chapter 14 and verse 6. Well, what does Paul lay out here for us? The works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication. Oh, man, <laughs> A lot of people, they might want to close their Bible right there because they don't like the idea of being held accountable for their sexually immoral lifestyles that would be described in some cases as adultery and in other cases in the broader term of fornication. Sexually immoral behavior, lifestyle, but those are just the first two he lays out. He goes on and says, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. And that's a catch-all phrase to include everything else Paul did not mention, but are like these, un, like these sinful, ungodly practices and the like. And so Paul says, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, will not be in heaven. When Paul was writing his letter to the Romans, in Romans chapter 12, in verse 2, he said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, we need to not look like the world the people who are living in those worldly lifestyles, taking part in those worldly practices all around us, we need to not look like them. We need to look different. Not arrogant, not haughty. Those are sinful in themselves, but different in that we're walking in faithfulness to God. We're living by his teachings communicated to us in his word and so Paul said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind as you learn God's word more and more thoroughly. Again, what do we say all the time in this program? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. We need to be in God's word on an ongoing basis. James wrote something that we can really learn from in James chapter 1 and verse 27. Along this line, he said, pure and undefiled religion, undefiled, before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Unspotted from the world. We need to not be tainted by the sinfulness, by the ungodliness of worldliness all around us. And let me tell you, the devil is skillful again in portraying sin to look good. That's what temptation is all about. Oh, do this. Take part in this. Go there make this kind of a friend over here always trying to lure us into the sin through which he's tempting us to take part he knows his job he knows how to do his work effectively and he's after every one of us in fact peter wrote in 1 peter chapter 5 verse 8 talking about the devil, he described him as being like a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. But the next verse, he says, resist him steadfast in the faith. Once again, what do we do as we come together and search the scriptures? We search the scriptures. We study God's word because through that word, as we study it and learn it and understand it and believe it and apply it properly to our lives, faith grows within us. We need to be in God's Word consistently and continually. Now, James goes on in the fourth chapter of James, and he writes this in verse 4, adulterers and adulteresses. Ah, There he goes again, right off the bat, Pointing out sexual sin. Well, it is one of the most debilitating sins in the devil's toolbox, in his arsenal that he tries to hit us with. James says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Now, what does that word enmity mean? Strife. If we are living worldly lives, then we're in a position of being in strife with God. Not in harmony with him, not in a peaceful relationship with him, but in strife with him. And then he goes on and says, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world, oh my, makes himself an enemy of God makes himself an enemy of God. You think it's okay to take part in some of the sinful practices in which you are living? No big deal? God loves you, but he expects you to repent so that you can be forgiven. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, when Peter was asked, Peter and the rest of the apostles were asked by many of the Jewish men on that occasion, what shall we do? first word was, repent. Repent. And then he said, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You can't continue to live in sin and walk in harmony with God. Friendship with the world James says, puts us in a position of enmity or strife with God. We cannot walk in the ways of the world, ungodliness, unrighteousness, immorality, sinfulness, and be walking in faithfulness to God at the same time. They don't go together, the two lifestyles. So the first two dangerous nations that we need to stay out of is abominations. Practices that are abominable to God, they're abominations to him, and contamination. We need to not be contaminated with the ways of this world, because this world is going to perish. We want to be with God in heaven forever. Let's pray. Father, please guide us in your will. Guide us to live righteous lives before you, according to your word. Help us to see, and please strengthen us where we're weak. We pray this, Father. And Father, we pray, please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.